Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Meeting Mighty People podcast. My name is Alexis Folk and I am your host. My co-host is Sophia Derji. She worked in inclusive education for 17 years has, and has a passion for working with students who are visually impaired. Hello. I am so excited to celebrate International Day of People, people with Disabilities. The theme of this year's day is not all disabilities are visible, meaning that not all disabilities are physical and noticeable. I'm so excited to announce that the day of my first podcast is on International Day of Disabilities. And the importance of this day is spreading, creating awareness and advocacy for people with disabilities. Did you know, according to the World Health Organization, 15% of the world's population live with a disability? The importance of this day is to spread awareness and understanding of disabilities, especially those that are not immediately apparent, such as mental illness, learning disabilities, and chronic pain. I'm so excited to share with you my first guest of meeting the Mighty People show because she fits into this category. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Darcy Barsoff teacher and case manager at Adam Robertson Elementary School in Creston, BC for nearly 30 years. In school, when I was her student in elementary school and she brought, and when she worked with me, she brought light to me every time I worked with her. She was my favorite teacher Thank you, Darcy, for agreeing to be on the podcast and for being the first person that I interviewed. Thank you, Alexis. I choose you as the first person to interview because when I was your student, you told me you had a disability and that you looked at it as a positive thing. You enjoy working with students, but what is very powerful is that you seem to understand what it feels like to have a disability. Welcome to the show, Mrs. Blashoff. Alexis, I'm honored to be here, and thank you so much for choosing me to be your, the first person that you interview. You're welcome. Okay, so tell me a little bit about tell me a little bit about yourself and what you. Do you. Do you have any hobbies? I do. Um, I have been a teacher for nearly 30 years and a support teacher for 20 years. I like to write books, draw and create things, cook, bake, garden, and do yoga. Tell me a little bit about your disability. What is dys- dyslexia? Dyspraxia, yeah. Dyspraxia. So dyspraxia and DCD are words that mean sort of the same thing, so they are used together. Dyspraxia is a coordination disorder, 
we struggle with the everyday movement that most people learn to do easily, like keep our balance, walk without bumping into people, hold things without dropping them, throw and catch a ball, and even sometimes put on our clothes. Learning how to dance or ride a horse or play team sports is very hard. It takes more time and extra practice for us to learn movements. And even when we learn how to do something, it's not automatic. We can forget how to do something we've learned if we don't keep practicing. And we have to concentrate way harder on doing things than most people. <clears throat> Dyspraxia and DCD can also make it hard to organize and to remember things. Pay attention to more than one thing at the same time. Understand what people are saying, especially when it was crowded and busy. Make decisions and react the right way when there is a problem. Many people with dyspraxia and DCD have sensory processing issues. We feel too much and places where people are, or people are so loud, busy and bright that we can avoid them. Or the opposite is true. We don't feel enough and we're constantly moving, fidgeting or making noises just to feel okay. Experts think that between five to 10% of all people have dyspraxia or DCD. That's a couple of kids in every classroom. Yet most people have never even heard of the disability and kids now often get misdiagnosed as having other disorders like autism or ADHD. Medically, how do you get dyspraxia? How do you treat it? Okay, I'm just gonna zoom this down. Okay. No one is, is sure exactly how you get dyspraxia or DCD. It seems to run in families. So if a mom or dad has it, the child might have it too. My dad says he was really clumsy growing up. And even though he's really smart, he struggled at school. Other experts link premature and or traumatic birth to dyspraxia DCD. I was a premature baby, came out with the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck and I needed oxygen. So maybe that theory is true. What was life like growing up with a disability? Describe what it felt to you as a student. Well, first of all, I was really clumsy. I really struggled to do any kind of support, sport, so I avoided PE like the plague. I constantly told teachers I'd forgotten my gym strip, so I didn't have to do PE. I loved ballet, though, and I really wanted to be a dancer, but my ballet teacher kicked me out of dance class. She thought I was acting clumsy on purpose. I had a hard time knowing how much force to use and judging distance. So I ran into things and dropped things and accidentally broke stuff a lot. I had a really hard time speaking in front of people and mix up my words, mispronounce things or stutter a bit. I hated eating in front of people because I was nervous about being a messy eater, spilling my food or choking when I tried to talk to my friends. So I would eat my lunch quickly in the girls' bathroom. Ew. Like many people with dyspraxia, I have low muscle tone. So I had a hard time sitting up straight in a chair all day long. So teachers would tell me off for slouching or walking back in my chair. I had a tough time paying attention in class, especially when it was loud or busy. And my desk was always the messiest desk of the entire classroom. One teacher got so fed up with me, he picked up my desk, emptied it out on the floor and made me clean it up in front of everybody. 
and he did this every Friday for all of grade six. That sounds mean. Actually, he was a really nice guy. But nobody knew about dyspraxia and DCD when I was growing up. And they didn't understand why kids are messy or clumsy, forgetful and disorganized. So all of this made me feel very embarrassed and self-conscious and shy. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I tried to hide the problem by avoiding all the things I struggled with, like PE, outside play, going new places or attending big parties. In grade seven, I spent most of the year drawing or reading a book under my desk. In high school, I just didn't go to my classes. When I needed to study, I would find a quiet space in the library and hole up there. And a lot of times I just hung out with friends who were also struggling with school in some way. As an adult, I wonder how many of them were also dealing with a hidden disability. When you have a disability, so many things take more time, thought and effort. I was so tired when I got home from school that I would face plant on the living room rug and have a snooze. What were some of the barriers you faced because of your disability? Well, you know, Alexis, when you started this interview, you called, you were talking about invisible disabilities, something that you can't tell just by looking. Well, dyspraxia DCD is one of those things. The biggest barrier I faced was people not knowing I had a disability. It was hard to explain why I was struggling to do things and how I needed to be helped. Sometimes people just made assumptions about me, like I was being lazy or stupid or rude. Before I was diagnosed, I avoided doing a lot of things I struggled with, like team sports, learning to drive, and learning in large groups. I didn't know how to adapt these activities so I could learn. How did you turn your struggles into successes in life? With those barriers you faced, how did you overcome obstacles? What gave you the power to become who you are today? as a person with a disability. Can you give what? us a few examples? Well, I had some brilliant teachers in my life. The first one was my dad. He told me one rule, know how you learn. When you know how you learn, you can learn anything. My high school PE teacher was also great. He didn't know about dyspraxia, but he did know I was struggling. He told me if you can't do the whole skill, break it into parts, then find the part you can do. That's where you start. Then you keep building skills until you can do the whole thing. He taught me fitness training by showing me easy versions of the exercise. When I mastered that, he gave me a little bit more challenge and soon I was able to do the whole exercise. It was the first time in my life that I realized I could do PE if I broke down hard skills into something easier. When I was still a student, my practicum teacher told me I would never be a teacher because I was so disorganized. I kept losing stuff and I got off track easily. I really wanted to be a teacher, so I had to find ways to organize myself that made sense to me, like color coding important information so I can find it easily, using schedules and calendars so I don't forget things, and allowing myself extra time to do everything in case I get distracted and need to get back on track. But the best thing was to be diagnosed. I was diagnosed in my mid-30s and it changed my life. 
suddenly I knew what was happening with my brain and body, how I could help myself, and most importantly, that I was not alone. There were lots of other people out there with dyspraxia who could share their stories and offer advice. How, how did your disability have a positive impact on your life? Well, because I struggled, I'm interested in helping people who have disabilities. That's probably why I became a learning support teacher. I remember how it felt to struggle. So I have a lot of empathy and patience for kids who need help to learn. Like you, Alexis, I also think about how to make things more accessible, equitable, and fair for kids with disabilities. I know that if kids are given the right support, they can really shine. A lot of people with disabilities are used to being excluded from things. While this is unfair, it often gives people the ability to look at life in a different way, to be more perceptive and more observant than most people. I love seeing this extraordinary ability in kids and helping them develop their unique talents and abilities. What do you think life would be like without your disability? Rick Hansen was asked that question in an interview. He said that he wouldn't change his life at all, that his disability made him the person he is today. And I agree. Some things are hard for me and I get fed up. It's taken a long time to understand and manage my disability, but I'm happy to be me with all the ups and downs. This is our very last question. What do you think makes a mighty person? Uh, that's a really good question, Alexis. You know, I didn't write much. I didn't think I didn't. I'm not going to say much about that because it was so hard to think about all the things that make a mighty person. So what I did is I just boiled it down to a few things. I think a mighty person follows their own path, learns from others along the way, helps others be successful and is grateful for everything they've accomplished. Thank you for allowing me to interview you today. It has been such a pleasure to speak with you today. We, we learned so much about dyspraxia and I am so excited to share your interview with the world. Alexis, it's been a real honor doing this first interview for you. Thank you so much for thinking about me. You're welcome.